Welcome, welcome, welcome again to the podcast, everybody. This is Pastor Lisa McIntosh, also known as Lady Z. I am so excited and happy to be here with you. And I have been thinking about you and just excited about getting on the podcast today. Uh, you guys have been such a blessing to me. Thank you for each and every one of you who are supporting the podcast and all the other avenues in which I'm able to minister to you. Uh, before we get started, I always want to take a word of prayer and just saying thank you, thank you, thank you. Father God, we praise you and give you glory, honor, and the praise, Father God. We ask you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you said in your word, Father God, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Father, we praise you in the name of Jesus, that, Father God, that this word will not fall upon deaf ears, Father God, but, oh Lord, you said your word won't return unto your void. So, Father, we send it out right now to the masses, Father God, from the north, east, to south, and the west. We pray now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you are the hope for the hopeless, Lord God. You are Father to the fatherless and a mother to the motherless, Father. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father God, that you bring healing and that you bring wholeness, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that you will give them spiritual ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you will uplift their spirits, Father God, give them joy, joy that... Lord, uh, surpasses all and the peace that surpasses all understanding. We bind up the hand of the enemy and we cancel your assignment against each and every person who will listen to this or in the archives. Now, Father, we prayed you. Let's have a good time and we pray in the name of Jesus that, Father God, we rebuke the spirit of fear right now out of each individual right now in the name of Jesus. We say, devil, no weapons that are formed against him shall prosper. Any tongue that rise up against him, it, we shall condemn it. We condemn it and send it back to the very pits of hell in Jesus' name. Now, Father, I thank you as I yield myself as a vessel for you to speak to, Father God, for you to encourage and to upbuild and uplift in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I want you all to know that uh, Jesus Christ is still yet on the throne. And that he will do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think of. And um, in these days and these times, don't you know that he is still God? He's still omnipotent. He's still omniscient. He's still omnipresent. That means God is all-seeing, He's all-knowing. And it, we have to get to this place where we know, amen, within ourselves, that God has our best interests. And He loves us so much. I have been talking about, on uh, another of my broadcasts, about sabbatical time. And sabbatical time is really just a time of rest. In these days and times, we need the Lord to bring us more into a spiritual rest than ever. And how we do that is that we spend that quality time with Him alone. Get some time to yourself, whether you're a morning person, whether you're a late night person, where you have to uh, just kind of like wait till the kids are put to bed, you fed the husband, or fed the wife, or... Just get your place where you're quiet. 
Because what happens in that time is that God is able to speak to you clearly. He says in the Bible, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and all thy getting get understanding. For how much better is it to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding, rather to be chosen than silver. So we're being confronted every day with situations, circumstances that needs an answer. So we understand that if we're a believer, or maybe you're not a believer right now, and prayerfully at the end of the program, you will be. What I found out for myself is that in times of distress, in times of distress, when I go to the Lord, because He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and He's not a man that He should lie, neither son of man that He should repent. So, what that means is that I have to sometimes, and you have to sometimes, get in your quiet space. Get in that quiet space. No TV, no phone calls, no laptops, no uh, computers, no dogs, no chattering. Amen. Just to get in a quiet space and to let God minister to you. Because oftentimes when people are in a place of distress, they, when they call upon God, they are calling in distress, okay? What I found out from my own personal life is that when I've done those type of things, uh, I'm still so much focused on my problem than the problem solver because we want to get out of our distress. We want to get out of our pain. We want to get out of the situation. But the Word of God is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. So, what that means is then, now watch this, because as believers, this is something that we have to train ourselves to do, even when crises or situations come up. We have to train ourselves to uh, pray according to the Scripture. Pray the Word back to God, because that's uh, how He answers us. Amen? I'm not saying that maybe you're not uh, very knowledgeable of a lot of scriptures. <clears throat> maybe you're not very knowledgeable of a lot of scriptures. So maybe uh, you may have to just maybe not use that many. But you can always go to the Word and find out what His promise is for that situation. Now once you get God's promise, rather it's your finances, rather it's your health, Rather it's your children, rather it's your job. Now listen, what has to happen from there is we pray to God His Word. We pray, God, I thank you. I thank you, Father God. You're not a man that you should lie, neither son of man that you should repent. I thank you, Lord, for being the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. You do it the way that God instructs you to do it, but His Word is spirit and life. So what ends up happening is that when you're praying to God, the, uh, uh, the will, uh, when you're praying to God, uh, thank you, Lord. When you're praying to God his word, then he has to answer it. He has to answer his word. He has to answer it. Don't think that God, listen, don't allow the enemy to make you think that God is dull of hearing. God is never dull of hearing. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Even in times when you have felt forsaken, 
We've all been there where we felt like, God, where are you? I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. Why aren't you answering me? And God is still there with his outstretched arms. The key to it is, listen, to getting yourself in that space. Rather it's 10 minutes, rather it's 15 minutes, rather it's 20 minutes, whatever. Get it in that quiet space. So you pray to God. Pray to God his word. Get still for the answer. For some of you that have a very hectic and very busy um, life, it can be challenging at first. Uh, I'm in the process of doing a 90-day challenge and a part of that 90-day challenge to health and wholeness, and that's a part of it daily, is a 15-minute sabbatical uh, of quietness, uh, no TVs, uh, like I said, no laptops, no phone calls, no families, no friends, and that's the place uh, where uh, you have to speak to maybe family members and tell them, hey, this is my time with my quiet time with the Lord. Um, I would really appreciate it if you respect that time with me and God for 15, 20 minutes and then feel free to call. When they call back the next time, after you've had a sabbatical and some time with God, you're able to help people a little bit clearer. You're able to establish more boundaries because that's one of the things that can make us, excuse me, ineffective for a kingdom when we don't have a healthy balance in our lives. Sometimes we don't have a healthy balance in our lives. And uh, when, when you do that, the enemy knows that too. And people know that too. And it leaves open doors for the enemy to run roughshod in your life. So, with all sensitivity as I say this, uh, it's important to really trust God and uh, let Him iron out some of the things in our lives that have been patterns and patterns and patterns of destructive behavior, things that have caused us uh, uh, our wounds to keep being reopened. Some people's wounds are continually get reopened by the same people. Sometimes God will have to restructure our lives sometimes and uh, maybe make some, some changes in our relationships. Uh, when God does that, we have to be yielding, we have to be open, and uh, we have to understand that, listen, I am um, a sounding board, but also I need to also uh, have the space to vent out as well, okay? Sometimes we're just uh, sometimes we're just sounding boards for people, and we just so get full of their issues and their problems and their circumstances, coupled with your own, that creates an atomic bomb. Okay, so God doesn't want that. He wants us to rest in Him. He wants to use us as uh, to be servants for Him, but He wants us to be effective in the kingdom. He wants to let you know that I care about what, what you're concerned about. And he will teach you how not to worry about it. Because the Bible says, who can add one cubit stature to his life by worrying? We can, we can worry, 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 and it to be a no avail. Or we can go in the presence of God. And listen, be as honest 
well, I hear the word diplomatic. <laughs> be honest with God and saying to God, hey God, you know, I have a trouble. I have a concern. Don't try to, uh, I always call it over-spiritualizing it because we have been taught um, in the church through tradition and whatever means. We have been taught to not say certain words uh, because we don't want to open ourselves up to the devil. We won't, you know, we don't want to go through that, uh, succumb to what he's trying to put on us by adding fuel to the fire by what we say. But one thing about God, when it's a communication between you and him, because God already knows if you have fear, if you have doubt, if you have anxiety, if you have uncontrolled uh, anger, he already knows if you have addictions or on, out of control. God wants us to be 100% honest with him and say, God, yes, I have a problem with this sin nature. I have a problem, Lord, with addiction. I have a problem, Lord, with cursing people out. I have a problem, Lord Jesus, with my mind. I have a problem, Lord, with my children. Sometimes, Lord, I don't even like my children. And that worries me, Lord. That scares me. Okay, be honest with God. We know that the Bible says that he did not give us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and of a sound mind. But we also have to acknowledge that God, this is something that I know it's not a part of who I am in you, but it's something, Lord, that is trying to creep into my life, that is trying to bring destruction with my family, in my body, or with my relationship with you. And guess what? When you do that, that's when God honors that. Because He, you have acknowledged it openly. You're letting the devil know, hey, you're not going to use me like this anymore. I don't want to live this way anymore. I'm surrendering this, 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 this sin or, or this problem. I'm surrendering it to God who I know that can help me. Now, once you expose it like that, then know it's no longer hidden. Amen. You're not covering it up. You're not trying to hold it, hide it up in your bosom. You're not trying to safeguard the situation the problem or the sin. You are saying, here God, this is a problem with me. And then, and God in all his sovereignty, especially in that quiet time, thank you Lord, in that quiet time, that's when he said, okay, this is how we're gonna deal with it. This is what I'm gonna do. That's when you open yourself up and say, Lord, I am willing and Lord, I am yielding. I understand this is not good for me, but I need your help in it. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. And I'm going to go real quick to 1 Peter. And it's just small, just a small section of uh, 1 Peter. And we're going to start at the, uh, let me see, this is 1 and 13. Let me make sure. Let me get up under some better light. Yes, 1 and 13. Yeah, and here's a reading. This is what God's Word is saying to us. It said, Therefore guard your minds, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not conduct yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, 
But as he who has called you is holy, so be holy in all your conduct. Because it is written, be holy for I am holy. Okay. So what he is saying right here, he said, he said, therefore guard your minds. Be sober. Be sober-minded. What does it mean to be sober-minded? That means to be able to think clearly, soberly. So when you think of something that's not sober, you think of something that's kind of under control, doesn't have a sense of control about the things he or she can do, okay? But it's saying to guard your minds. That's why each and every morning, the Bible is very important, very important, that we clothe ourselves as believers, and, and, and maybe, like I said, maybe you're not a believer as of yet, but at the end of this podcast, I believe you will be. But every morning, before you start your busy day or going out, there should, you should cover yourself as a believer in the whole armor of God according to Ephesians 6. Don't rush through it because when you cover yourself and when you cover your mind, because that's where, the, with the helmet of salvation, because that's where the enemy tries to attack first is your mind. Before he hits your body, before he hits your finances, the devil wants to hit your, um, your mind. That's where the warfare is. That's where the battlefield is. Uh, Joyce Myers wrote a book called Battlefield of the Mind. And I praise God for hers. I also am, am writing a book called The War in Your Mind to the Place of Deliverance. And I will um, give you more information on that as, as it develops and as it gets ready to come out. But we have to guard our minds as believers. The Bible tells us to cast down vain imaginations and high things that exalt itself above the knowledge and obedience of God, taking those thoughts captive to His Word. Okay, so what ends up happening, watch this. As new believers or people who, or maybe you're not a new believer, or maybe you've been in the Word a long time, but what happens sometimes, we in, in our schedules, we get so busy that we're rushing time. We get up, we say our amens, our prayers, we take our shower, we hit the road running. We don't have a time to get the heart of God in the morning. We have to be cognizant of where it is that God wants us to be. Um, maybe maybe you're the one who takes your son out every uh, for baseball practice, but maybe sometimes because you've had a hectic day, a busy day, Maybe, it may be for maybe a safe neighbor to take them uh, to the baseball um, practice or your wife. See if you can do that early on so you can get some quiet time. Because when, we're, because when we allow our minds to get so busy and full of all the information on TV, all the information on jobs, bill collectors, this, that, and the other, then it's really hard to make really concrete and sound judgment. It really is. And oftentimes we make mistakes in our decision. And when we make mistakes in our decisions, we shouldn't beat ourselves up, but oftentimes people do. Because they say, oh, I knew I shouldn't have done that. Oh, I wish I hadn't did that. And sometimes our decisions that we make, if they're not favorable decisions, 
what ends up happening, other people suffer repercussions from it. So, the more time that we spend in the Word, the more time that we spend in His presence, the better decision-making, the better we're able to make better decisions. Thank you, Lord. We're better, we're able to make better decisions. Okay, trying to get that out. And so he was saying, so he's saying here, in 1 Peter, again, that's 1 and 13, and we'll go to the 14th. He says, as obedient children, do not conduct yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. So we know that before we became believers, when it says lust, it doesn't all necessarily mean sexual immorality or lust. It could mean that as well. But lust also means devices or things that we yielded to, things that were our gods, and things that we held onto, that we were connected with. Okay? So, what we have to do, because we're born again, we have to continue to feed that spirit man the truth. We have to not get so caught up with and social media and social media is okay now listen to what I'm saying social media is, is fun it's cool it's not bad but we cannot allow such an overage of it to the point where it takes over who we are our decisions uh, we understand about the, 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 the things that are happening in the news politically or as far as the racial tension and all of those things that are going on. But if you can get in that quiet space, listen, and listen to what God is saying. Don't allow those things to come into your heart and make you bitter, make you angry. And it's easy. Trust me, it would be easy for anybody. When I, I, because I love youth. And I, when it all started happening, my eyes was glued to it. I'm not a big television person, uh, per se, but my eyes was glued to that. And uh, the Bible says it's not what goes in a man that defiles him, but what it's what comes out of him. When him, not gender-based, him or her, that defiles them. So you can end up... Uh, looking at so much of it that you start becoming angry, you start becoming bitter, because a lot of those things that are going on on TV, if you have re unresolved issues in your heart and down in your spirit, what those things do, uh, it sets a trigger. It sets a trigger and of of something that hasn't been resolved in your heart. And the next thing you know, it opens up another door and another door and another door. And that's what Satan wants the most is for you to open up those doors so he can attack you also in other areas. Amen. So he said, be ye holy for I am holy. So holiness is a lifestyle. It's not a Bible. It's not the Bible. It's not you. Uh, uh, telling people I'm so holy it's not even the fact that you or, or you acting holy he said live a holy lifestyle the greater one lives on the inside of us and his spirit will lead us into all truth not only that God's Holy Spirit on the inside is which helps us to be holy not self-righteous holiness and self-righteousness is two different things Holiness said, Lord, I want to live like you the best that I can be. Self-righteousness says that I'm trying, I'm trying to be better than other people because I am a Christian. Does that make sense? Okay, so we want to be righteous. 
And don't use a disclaimer by saying, well, you know, he's God and I'm not God. We, it's in him we live and breathe and have all of our being. He's on the inside of us. So we're able, God will not put on us more than we can bear. So if he said, be holy for I am holy, he already knew that you could be. Amen? Because he lives on the inside of us. There is no temptation which is common to man, but God who is faithful will provide a way of escape. So we have to acknowledge and say, God, you know what? Once again, fill me up, God. I want to be full of the Holy Spirit. I want to be full of the Holy Spirit. Lord, this area, this area, this situation, this problem has been a problem with me for so long. And Lord, I believe that it's bringing a separation, it's bringing a void between me and you. And those who love the Lord, and I know you all do, I know you love the Lord. I know you do. And you're saying, well, I've been in this thing for so long. I've nursed it so long. But you know what? I know a God who can. I know he's done it for me, and I praise him. And because you come to a place of yielding, and even in that place when you're not even certain, uh, you got to trust him because you know he can do it. And he, when he does it, he does it so smooth and so good. And he, he who began a good work in you will complete it till the day of Christ. Amen. So you're in a process. Okay. Not a work in progress. You're a process. You're in a process. A place of development. But as God, as you're yielding in the place of development, don't put up restraints with God. Don't, you know, say, okay, God, I'll let you have this, but I want you to let you have that. No. God wants everything and anything in your life that will cause you pain, hurt, destruction, and uh, 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 pain to others, and that will shorten your life. God wants it all. He wants you to really be that city that sits upon a hill. Now, what does that mean? What does that really, really mean? What that really means is that God wants your, your light to be bright. He wants people, when they come to you and ask you the question, what is it, something about you? They want you to say, hey, God wants you to say, you know what? It's to Christ in me. It's to Christ in me. It is to Christ in me. Not on my own could I have done this. I know that in my personal life, everything that I have, material, Physically, emotionally, God did it. He did it through his word. He did it through his word. And he's no respecter of persons. I heard a woman of God talking about a spiritual vacuum. And when you think about a vacuum, okay, you think about a vacuum, how a vacuum sucks up things. There's, there, there oh man, God, thank you, Jesus. Sometimes I'm at the car wash and when I'm vacuuming, you know, I forget that I sometimes I may have forgotten that I lost some change or some dropped some change in between the seats and don't think to go back and get it. But what I end up doing, I end up vacuuming up those quarters that I so need for my room, for my washer, for my car. I vacuum those things up. Those things are of value. Those things are of value because I didn't take time to go up under there and to look under the seat to go get my change so it got vacuumed up. So guess what? 
as valuable things can get vacuumed up, also things that are not our hindrances to us can be vacuumed up too. Sometimes we're just like those spirit, those like those vacuums. We're vacuuming up all the cares and the problems of the world. We're vacuuming up our family's issues. We're just just full. I, uh, back in the 70s, we had an old vacuum, an old Kirby, and every now and then, and it's still today too, sometimes you have to empty out those containers because they get full of muck, they get full of murk, they get full of mess, and guess what? If you don't empty them out regularly, you can tear those vacuums up where and, and have to replace another one just because you didn't empty out. And sometimes we have to empty out. We have to come before God and say, God, you know what? I, I, need, a, I need a fresh new touch. I need, a, I need the anointing. I need to feel your presence again. I need to pray in the Spirit again. I, I mean, everybody doesn't have to pray in the Spirit. But Paul said that uh, tongues was a good thing to have. But if you don't have them, that doesn't mean that you're less saved. Amen? But he said, desire that. Some people have been desiring it. But you have to leave yourself open, have an open space for God to come in. Don't be like those spiritual uh, spiritual vacuums. I mean, sp those vacuums just sucking up dirt and not letting it out. Amen? So, God understands that we, He understands that man in himself or herself are have flaws. Okay? Don't beat yourself up about your failures and your flaws. But trust God today. Trust God. Trust God to, to make you whole, to make you heal, to give you your joy back. Listen, just because everything is going uh, uh, seemingly uh, crazy, seemingly, you don't have to run amok with it. You know, you don't, have to, you don't have to. You can choose to have that peace. Well, I praise God for you today. I pray that there was something that God said through me to you that has blessed you. I want you to stay tuned. I'm going to give you some information coming up soon. I have a single that's coming out, and it's going to be called uh, You Can Have What You Say. It's going to be on Spotify. It's going to be on CD Baby, Distro Kid, and some of the other platforms. And uh, I will keep you posted about that, as well as my upcoming book, um, the, the, the War in My Mind to the, way, to, the way, to the Place of Deliverance. Okay, trying to get both of the song and that the same. But anyway, I love you very much. And remember this, that Jesus is Lord. He sits on the throne. He sits up high and he looks down low. There's no thing, with thing, good thing that he'll withhold from them who love him. Remember that, that God has all power. Satan has little, little power. And the only power he has is what we give him. Amen. Father God, we praise you and we just thank you right now for each and every individual that is on this broadcast, Father, podcast. We pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, that they will take this word to heart according to 1 Peter, Father God, chapter 1, uh, 1 through 13, and 13 through 16. Now, Father, we praise you and thank you, and we glorify you, Father. Now, pray. I pray now that this will reach the masses. And, Father God, that they will be hearers and doers of the word, not to deceive themselves. I pray for those who are struggling in their marriages, Father God, who are at their wits' end, Lord, who are saying it's time for the divorce court. I bind the hand of Satan right now and say no, in Jesus' name, 
no weapons formed against him shall prosper in Jesus' name. Lord, rekindle the fire in their lives. Rekindle the love, oh God. I'm asking, Lord, that one who is struggling right now with mortgage issues, Father God, that, Father God, give them a way of escape, Lord. You're able. I know you can do it because you did it for me. So I pray for that one, Father God, who is struggling. I plead the blood of Jesus over that one right now, Lord, who is suffering in his body, that you bring healing and wholeness and peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless God. Amen. I love you. I praise God for you. Until we meet again, tune in. Tune in. I love you. God bless you. And have a blessed, prosperous, and safe day. God bless you. This is Pastor Lisa McIntosh, also known as Lady Z. God bless you.